I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 100 and, or not 100, the 442nd episode of the Pucko Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with uh, with my co-hosts who haven't been here for 300 episodes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe not. actually, maybe actually, Sigran, you might be close. You're pretty close. I, you know, like, honestly, I've been trying to be on like every week, but you know, like everyone's bored with coronavirus, so I haven't had a chance till now. I mean, we, we do have that. We do have the amazing as always, Sigran. And then we also have the, uh, the former trivia maestro himself, P. McKee. <laughs> Whoa. I have certainly not been here for 300 episodes. <laughs> no. Uh, but welcome to the Puckle podcast. Puckle, of course, of course. Uh, what else would it stand for? Yes, the, po- the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we made up in uh, made up in 2007. Uh, we talk everything from the Pokemon in from the Pokemon trading card game to the Pokemon video game series and more, uh, whatever those may be. Maybe maybe one day we'll get Pokemon amiibo cards. Ooh, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I, I so so I know how I I know what I'll do when that happens. Yeah, just an NFC chat pro- programming essentially. Yeah, kind of right? like yeah, yeah kind of like the yeah you could do it just like the Animal Crossing amiibo cards. Mm-hmm. I I'm surprised they haven't gone that route. I'm going to be 100 percent honest. I'm surprised I'm glad they haven't. <laughs> yeah, I certainly don't mind. It kind of brings back like the the thoughts of the e-reader cards back in the day, mm. and how everybody totally didn't have an e-reader because the e-reader sold super poorly in the West. Yeah, yeah. I well, own one. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I own one. Th- that's like that. I feel like that's something that's expected of a podcast host for Pokemon. <laughs> you know, like, uh, you gotta have. Everything. That's probably true. That's probably true. <laughs> you gotta know what you're talking about, right? So, so just to like quickly change topics because I thought this was really funny and it happened this week. Um, so Puckle not only stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, but it turns out it also stands for. The People's Union of Civil Liberties. Ah, I love yes. when this shows up. Which is a, uh, which is a, uh, what is it? It's like a humanitarian group in India. I, I don't know, like, how politically, like, radical they are or not. I, I really don't know. Uh, but every once in a while, like, there'll just be some, like, random Indian guy on Twitter <laughs> that'll be, like, yelling at the People's Union of Civil Liberties and will, like, tag us in it. And I don't, I don't know, like, I don't know what the topic is, like, what the subject matter is, so I don't know if I should respond and be like, go, Pikachu, like, as a reply to the tweet or something like that, (laughs) but... It's like, they're talking about racial injustices, and you're talking about Pikachu, Well, because, like, I don't know what they're tagging us for, I'm very confused. Yeah, like, should should you try to inject the humor, or should you just let it go? 
do i let it like because i don't want to get like a bunch of backlash from like a very specific like <laughs> radical radical group in india or something like that and then like they come and they like destroy our itunes review page or something oh no because like we're racially insensitive yeah you know what happened with t-series <laughs> and so i that's honestly what i'm what i'm most worried about but it's uh it's been a time <laughs> yeah, like that, I thought that was hilarious. I, I that happened this week. It's not the first time it's happened either. By the way, I just thought it was funny. That it was funny that it happened again. I don't know if it's the same guy that's doing it over and over again and just doesn't realize that he's tagging a Pokemon <laughs> podcast every time he does it. <laughs> um, he just assumes because like we're we're the Puckle Podcast that that group must hate us. By the way, oh, uh, yeah. that group must hate us. Yeah. Um, did we over? Did we kind of pass them up on the Google search results? Uh, we definitely have. <laughs> oh, oh, we definitely. No. I I don't know if that's the same case in like if you were like from India or not, and, and like Google would be like, oh, you're in India, so you're probably looking for like the socially relevant in Google or Puckle. <laughs> um, and, and because but here in the U.S., if you search Puckle, we we do come up first <laughs> because they were. I mean, if they really wanted to do it, they would they would buy Puckle.com. And yeah. the the only reason we haven't is because like. Fun fact, like in the early, well, not the early, but in the late 90s, early 2000s, people would just go buy four letter uh, mm. domain names in yeah. the hopes that somebody would want one one day or want it one day. And then yeah. they just hold on to it. And so that's what happened to Puckle.com. Like somebody bought it in like 2000 or 2001 and they've just been squatting on it. It doesn't do anything. It literally, literally if you type Puckle.com and it says, hey, contact me to buy this. Yeah. Ugh. I feel like Scrum would know better. I feel like there was something about like purchasing those and like they passed some kind of internet laws in more recent years to kind of yeah stop well that. we would have to have um what's the word we would have to have copyright or trademark on the name which we don't ah uh, i see and so that that's where we'd have to go with it and yeah so that that's kind of where it gets hairy um mm-hmm. so they they're legally they're legally allowed but like i sent i float them an offer uh very low ball offer every year or so have they responded to you? Has the under Never. responded? Never. Never. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, my price is final. Puckle means the world to I'm me. I'm probably the only person that's floated them an offer ever. So it's fine. <laughs> because, like, because you can see from, like, 2007 to now, like, if you look at the price, like, the price is, like, increased, like, 20-fold. And I think I think they do it based on, like, what the internet search usage is for the, for the acronym. And mm. I'm like, yeah, that's because I exist. Like, nobody else is going to come and buy it. Well, like, maybe the People's Union, People's Union for Civil Liberties, might. Maybe, maybe. Uh, <laughs> it's not that expensive either. Like, like, it, like, if you're a larger organization than us, like a like a podcast, like it's not an unreasonable amount. Like, it, I think they're asking mm-hmm. for like seventeen or like twenty k or something like that. And so, Ooh. it's not like they're asking millions of dollars or something for this for this URL. Dang. But it's yeah. I mean, it's still pricey. I mean, we don't have that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not I'm not like out going out of my way to buy it. Uh, I'd much rather buy an oil tanker at that point, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Back to or at least again. an oil schooner. Uh, but um, just maybe a tugboat. A tugboat. A tugboat could be cool. Yeah, this like have tiny like three person parties on the tugboat. I think the tugboat is actually a realistic, a realistic goal. Oh, we, we could record <laughs> episodes on a tugboat. Yeah. I think I think the tugboat. I think tugboats you can get pretty cheap. Um, but <laughs> how, what have you guys been up to in Pokemon lately other than buying tugboats? Oh, so much, to be honest. You know, like I've picked up my 100% of Emerald Run that I'm trying, which, you know, also involves like getting every Pokemon from like Gale of Darkness, Coliseum, and Leaf Green, and like 
defeating all the battle frontier heads. So I've been like EV training Pokemon for that. And it's, it's a slog, but you know, it's, it's fun and I'm having a good time doing it. Um, also been playing a lot of Pokemon go with these flashback events and those have been real fun. Dude, those have been a blast actually. I, I really like how easy they are to do. Like that's the, that's the kind of yeah. research I wish I had like every week. If oh, I could have yeah. a flashback type research every week, I would be so happy. Yeah, for sure. I like, like Pokemon. Research. Pokemon Go, in my, opinion, in, in my opinion, right now, I'll let you go here in a minute, P. McKee. You're fine. Um, yeah, I apologize <laughs> for cutting you off. Um, so the, the, I think Pokemon Go, it, with the, pa- the response to the pandemic, has made the game like way more playable. Honestly, I'm be completely yeah. honest. I, I think I think increasing the distance for Pokestops and gyms has been phenomenal because like there's things where like because uh, before like the glitch out that would happen with your avatar every once in a while in like terms of GPS would would affect that. And now by getting rid of that by doubling the distance, everything's fine. And it, I don't feel like it's it's too drastically different than it was before. Like yeah, I can reach something that I couldn't reach before, but it, it's nice to be able to do that reliably. Right. And they've done that well. And I think, I think, I mean, the incense is a nice quality of life improvement, uh, but that's Go Battle be League, gone. Fetch. Go Battle League. Go Battle League has been a far better. It would be unplayable if it wasn't for this, the measures. It's still taken. kind, it's still a little unplayable, but we can <laughs> talk about that later. At least you can play as much as you want, you know? <laughs> yes, you, you can know? play the broken like game than, as much here, as you, you want. You can play five times, <laughs> then you have to walk 5k in order to play again. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Yeah, it. Uh, I don't know. It's yeah. I, I'm okay with every like the game is very playable right now, and I've I I dread them going back to the way it was before. Yeah, remote raid passes are also really mm-hmm. useful for getting you know the legendary of the time. Oh yeah, I'm waiting for us to be able to raid with friends. That's really what I want. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. That's really what I want. So, P. McGee, what have you been up to? Um, so on the Pokemon Go end, I've been enjoying the research as well. The only downside I'm finding with all of it is I just, I don't have any more inventory space. Like I have, I think 850 slots and I have like 920 items right now. So I can't even spend for eggs. And so I'm like running out of eggs every week. I'm so sorry. Items to get rid of. It's a weird, like it's, it's cool that I have so many Pokeballs and so many potions and so many revives and everything, but like I'm running out and it's weird. Um, and I can't get enough coins because all the gems keep getting taken over because no one else has anything to do and they don't have to leave their house anymore because you can just play it from your house because of the double distance like you said yep so i i, I, I do understand more for more populated hour. areas i can get that for more populated yeah like, the gyms by me aren't next to anybody's house so like i have to go like a little out of my ways to go and take it over but but for the most part like hold longer yeah i mean i i, I there's like three that i'll walk to like within a mile and mm-hmm. I'll go, I'll go take those over. And if I take all three of them over, like two of them will get taken over in a few hours. But like by the time everything's taken over, like I'll have my 50 coins. Oh yeah. That's good. And granted, they're mm-hmm. going to change that. So who cares? Yeah. I really hate the new change up they're doing. I really, I thought I liked it when I first read it. And I really hate what they're doing. With Aren't it they now. just adding more? They're not taking no. away, right? No. Okay. But they're so having, they're killing having you. the amount you get from gyms. So it's going from six coins. An hour not having three. it's, it's cutting it in third. Oh, third. It's, it's I from it was- six to it's six to two. Oh God! So even worse than I thought. Um, yeah. And then you, if you complete all the other challenges, you get like five poker coins a day. Yeah. So there's and like a like list of like number. it's like a list of like ten or eleven challenges, and if you complete those, you get five coins, like total five coins for completing all all eleven. And then they're taking your gems from one coin every ten minutes to one coin every thirty minutes. Huh. And yeah, and so it's absolutely. I mean, they do increase your maximum total to fifty five possible. But, but you need it's like abs- eight more gems to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely stupid. That's crazy. Ugh. Yeah, so I'm not a fan of that. 
I don't know why um, they're doing it because they're not in, they're not like decreasing the number of coins you can already get, and it's not like fifty coins a day is like a super sustainable well, amount. They're just trying no. to get people to spend money in the shop. Yeah, that's what I don't doing. know. Are they hurting? Are they hemorrhaging? Because I I doubt they're hemorrhaging. Yeah, no. Like Pokemon Go definitely has had a resurgence of late. I feel. Like, I, I've seen people out and about. I, I feel now. like they should take, like, oh, all these people really like these pandemic responses. We should keep this going. Like, I, I really think yeah. they should they should consider that. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. a little disappointed in that. Yeah. that I, I don't know if that's what's going to happen or not. I, I don't I, Like, Niantic, to me, like, used to be this little underdog. But now it's just, like, turning into this thing where it's just like, I don't know that you care anymore. <laughs> and... <laughs> Well, that's what happens when you got investors. You got to meet the expectations. We yeah. we can talk about that another day. But <laughs> there, there's some news. So let's kick it on over to the news. Radio Tower. This just in. And welcome to the news. In the news, we've got quite a few things. It's actually been a it's been a party party week, man. So the wild area has shifted to Gigantamax Eevee because we wanted a bad Pokemon and we got it. <laughs> um, and then uh, Meowth is later this week as well. So Eevee runs until the twenty fifth. So you could be listening to this on the twenty fifth, and if it's the morning, you're probably okay. But in the afternoon. On the 26th, it's going to switch to Meowth. Both of these can be shiny now, which I guess is cool, and have their hidden abilities. So that's, that's cool. the thing. You can have All adaptability, right. Gigantamax Eevee. No, I think its adaptability is regular nature. I think it's like Runaway or something awful for its regular. No, adaptability <laughs> is the hidden ability. Yeah. I'm looking this up. Yeah, I know <laughs> this for a fact. Yeah. So um, we also have new mystery gift Pokemon, and items are being given away in the lead up to the Isle of Armor DLC, which we still don't know the release date of. <laughs> so, so fun fact, like, uh, so, so it said in the Japanese press release that these are being a given away as part of the lead up to the, uh, the Isle of Armor DLC. Okay. Which so we these, can expect these are supposed it. to, these are supposed to prepare you for that. Oh. That's what it says. Yeah. Also, before we get too far away, I'm on Serebii and it says anticipation is Evie's hidden ability. Oh, I got it backwards. It's both, they both start with an A. Yes. So you get an even worse EV ability uh, okay. for hidden ability. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, so if these are correct, we're probably looking... Here, I'll go ahead and say what we're getting as mystery gifts. Uh, first, it's a level 15 hidden ability Galarian Mr. Mime. So that's Ice Body. And the other is col- a collection of balls. So you get a Lure Ball, Heavy Ball, Moon Ball, and a Dream Ball. You can get those through May 28th. Uh, mystery Gift for Galarian Ponyta will run from May 29th to June 4th, alongside a ball set of Level Ball, Fast Ball, Love Ball, Friend Ball, and Beast Ball. That's a pretty good deal. Uh, mm-hmm. Galarian Corsola will run from June 5th to June 11th, alongside an evolution item set of uh, Sweet Apple, Tart Apple, Chipped Pot, Cracked Pot, Whipped Dream, and Sachet. And Galarian Meowth will run from June 12th, alongside a set of 50 Big Nuggets and 100 Experience Candy L. So, are we looking at Isle Armor the week after? June 19th? 19th? Is that's that what, what we're, we're thinking? That's what we're thinking, but I mean... Th- 
to be fair, we probably would have an announcement now if they were still doing directs, but they just seem to be like shadow drop, shadow drop, shadow drop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and everything at Nintendo right now. Like we got, mm-hmm. like we just know randomly a Paper Mario game is coming out in two months now. Like what's going on? Like <laughs> it's fine. I'll be happy when it shows up. I think these Pokemon are cool giveaways anyway. I'm into it. Yeah, for sure. And I, the think, balls I think too. Berserker's hidden ability is not bad either. It's uh, Steely Spirit, right? Yeah. Yeah, so like it powers up the steel attacks of other Pokemon. Yeah. So it's I'm pretty good in BGC. It. Yeah, I'm not against it. Glarian Corsola is nice because that's the hidden ability you want. Mm-hmm. Ghost body. Rather than, what was it like? What was the other one? Like weak, weak armor know. or something awful? Probably. Well, weak armor isn't terrible. You could run yes, a sweeper set with it. No. You well, can do what? Oh, yeah, Kursala. no, Kursala. Oh, with Kursala. Oh, with Kursala. Yeah, okay, give it a okay. Weakness policy. The inferior yeah. Pokemon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that special attack stat is nothing to laugh at. It's like 150. Yes, it is. Yes, I mean, but you'd have to be able to hit a Pokemon first. <laughs> Retroactive speed grading. It works. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. In the Pokemon Homeworld, we finally have an update, which is actually really exciting once we get into it a little bit. Um, so to be Battle fair, Day, I uh, haven't paid for it once yet. I haven't paid for Home. I haven't either. <laughs> but I'm excited about the new thing, and maybe I'll reconsider. Um, but I, you know, it's only short term. Anyway, Battle Data is now available, so if you wanted to have access to that information, it's there now. Uh, How did that time, take three months? I don't know. We're still waiting on being able to transfer uh, Pokemon Go Pokemon into... Uh, oh yeah, I didn't expect that happen for like a year. I like I fully didn't expect that to happen until 2021. I don't know why it's so complicated though, because you can throw them into Let's Go and they convert everything they need to convert. So how hard can it be to push them into home? Whoa, I don't know whoa, the whoa. data that well. You just don't. You just don't want to give people everything they want. Okay. I know. How <laughs> dare they? How dare? How dare? <laughs> because it turns out if you give people everything they want, what features are you going to take away to make your new game? seem different okay <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's the that's the mentality of game freak yes so the wonder box has been shortened to one hour so it's much quicker to do that now which for people that like to use that feature you know good for you and then for a limited time i don't know why it has to be a limited time but it is uh you can finally trade with friends from a distance so the feature we thought it all it included at launch and we thought that's exactly what friend trade was is actually operating as we wanted to. So you can actually trade with your friends from yeah, all but over the country. The way it should work, but it doesn't. And yeah, I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. Like it obviously can. Mm-hmm. Like that's what pisses me off the most is like it can. And they're showing it can. <laughs> why, why are you taking away? Why are you taking away? Like why are you just like blacklisting these abilities for no reason? I guess so you're forced to play Sword and Shield? I don't know. It's – what? You still can play Sword and Shield, but like this is – I can't – so like if I wanted to, I couldn't trade it for Alligator to Scrawn right now in modern in modern hardware. Like that – like I mean I could that's right true. now because they've unlocked it. And so that's something where it's just like this is a niche that this fills. Mm-hmm. And I think Pokemon Home is a – Pokemon Home had so much potential. And I feel like that's just like – that's the story of like a lot of things in Pokemon right now. It's like it had so much potential. And it's being like needlessly hampered by themselves. Yeah, it's needlessly mm-hmm. hampered. Like obviously at this too. Like this, this is just so frustrating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then as a last little bit, uh, we don't. It's kind of we don't really know enough about it yet to be like diving in too deep. But they there's some data miners that have found some new moves in this update that may be relevant to Isle of Armor. So One of them we'll is see. jungle healing. 
So, One of them is Jungle Healing, so that that's where most of the credence comes from. But we don't know if these yeah. are all their official names or if uh, maybe they're filler or what the deal is. I mean, it's just it's just the names. There's no information on what they do. Well, they, they claimed are. they claimed in Isle of Armor there were going to be new moves, so I'm not really too surprised. No, uh, but we just all we have is some names right now. So I, the list is all around online if you want to go look it up and see what those moves are. I mean, some of them have some very exciting sounding names, including what looks like a water type U-turn, which could be very exciting. But oh. we don't really know enough yet. I'm so we'll wait and see. Mm-hmm. It's going to be exciting. Uh, so in video game battling news, there are more details about the Players Cup event that have been released. Uh, there's going to be an invitational featuring eight players. <laughs> That will occur in June and be streamed a couple weeks later to determine one of the top 16 slots. So they're going to have an invitational where they just bring in eight people that they like, that they're best friends with. Hmm. And they're going to, then then one of those people is going to get one of the top 16 slots automatically in, in the, uh, in the Players Cup tournament. And that's like probably for positive press because you want like kind of pokey celebrities or whatever. In I'm not events. into this. I think this is stupid. I think I somebody is, has to get 16th place. You know, like, I agree with you, Thatch. I think that talent should be the sole determination of who gets to participate in these things. I absolutely agree with you. I think this is absolutely stupid. Everything that they did right um, with with this new event, in my opinion, like, it just, it, it leveled the playing field. And then they're just like, well, we still want to give an unfair advantage to someone like, oh, like, I, I don't want to say unfair advantage, but we still want to give, we still want to, like, make sure that somebody, we, like, everybody knows is there. Right. Because mm-hmm. I, especially with the different format, because this is best of one to like get in which i think is probably scarier to a lot of people because it's not very best of one is way different than best of yeah three. it's best of one is a lot more gimmicky so you see a yeah. wider array of like high risk strategies mm-hmm. and so and so that that's uh that's definitely going to be uh like that's definitely part of the factor i think and i think they might be worried that some of the other the, some of the typical top players might not perform as well mm-hmm. and they want to make sure like someone like wolf glick is there pretty much yep and uh, I I don't feel good about that. I like it just feels icky because it's just like they should like just because I haven't competed before or something like that. I have to be at a disadvantage, and these guys get to have just like an automatic advantage. And then they'll win this. They'll get a free trip to Worlds, and then choose to commentate instead of compete. <laughs> <laughs> and like like that's a thing that happens, and that's what I think that's very frustrating. Yeah. I think this is very frustrating. It's nothing against them per se, because I mean, it's perfectly allowed. And like, I understand what they're doing, why they're doing it, because commentary is is a different experience than competing. And, but I, I think it also just takes away from the community at large when it just focuses on like just a few, a few players when there's definitely thousands of players. And I, I think I, I would, I really want like what I'm most excited for is to see names we've never seen before because they just never had the opportunity to go to events. That's yeah. what I'm most excited about. And then they're just like, oh, well, we're going to we're going to bring this guy that we already know is good. Yeah. All right. So just, hashtag feels bad, man. Right. They, don't like to, they don't like to do too much changeover too quickly. They like to keep some names around as long as they can. Yeah. So people have yeah. some mm-hmm. continuity. I, I, I kind of get it. But it's a Pokemon tournament. And I feel like the only people that all re- that like need the continuity are the people that are already super duper invested already anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are a lot of very good pokemon vgc players who deserve to be recognized and having Mm -hmm. a feature like this you know be a thing at all you know that there's one person who's just not going to have a chance to compete because of that you know yeah they're taking a slot away from from other people yeah 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 it (laughs) maybe 
Yeah, Australia doesn't need to compete. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in Pokemon Go, they are holding a vote right now, if you're listening to this early enough, to decide the community days for June and July. The options are Squirtle, Weedle, Sandshrew, and Ghastly. And the winner and the runner-up will receive community days. Well, I initially thought that. But, you know, each one has their case, I feel, except for Squirtle, since it's already had a community day. They're you know, bad. like, um, with Sandshrew, you'll have, there, there will be normal and Alolan Sandshrew, apparently. So that's like the appeal there. Uh, so they'll get a shiny as well. Uh, Weedle, I think, has an unreleased shiny as of now. So you yes. can get that blue eyed Beedrill. And then Ghastly is getting a really good fast move that like charges up its attacks and makes it even like Haunter even more scary in Great League. So like there's a case for everything, honestly. I honestly think that this is a lose 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 situation <laughs> you know you're kind of right but we got to make the most of it where's the gibble community day? right where's oh the gibble God. community day i've been wanting gibble for ages you know i don't think they're going to do that in a pandemic but well, they're not know. going to do gibble they're not going to do a gibble community day at all that would be nice that's why <laughs> that would be too nice for us that would just like that <laughs> Niantic's really like the community days have gotten pretty bad lately. Like since yeah. like Piplup, we just came off of a C dot. Yeah, I mean we we had a C dot community day. Wow. Well, it's yeah, it's this Sunday. Wow. Oh, it, it will be over for people listening. I get. It. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. C dot. So exciting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the on a more positive end for Pokemon Go, the Throwback Challenge is still going on. We're in the final week of the Throwback, so it's right now at the Sinnoh Research, which is lasting until the 29th. And if you complete it, you receive a Cresselia encounter, which is actually pretty exciting compared to the last couple of weeks where it was a Ho-Oh and Groudon. I'm actually excited about the Cresselia. Uh, the Cresselia, Gladio. I am too. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I don't have, I don't I, have, I don't, I don't have, have one. Bol- yeah, I don't have most of these, uh, legendaries because I don't have anyone to do five star raids with. So yeah, I, can't ever I, I, them. I agree with, you. I do, but you all live across the country. <laughs> so until you can raid with friends, it's, it's hard to do. Um, yep. but shiny Glammyow is now in the game. Uh, so they're adding another shiny cat this week, which is exciting. As usual, the regions need to be complete within the week they incur, they occur. And then because it's the last week and because not everyone's going to complete it, they have come out with a, paid solution if you want to be able to still participate in the Galarian, Zigzagoon, Meowth, Daramuka, and Stunfisk event. So you can purchase uh, a pass. I don't remember what the price was for the pass. It's like seven ninety nine or something like that. It's a it's yeah, it's not awful, but you know, it's eight. But you can also I think you can also get uh, Genesect out of it. So like even if you didn't do it before, I'm gonna pay for it. (laughs) I didn't really get the Genesect. You get extra stuff. You get extra stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering with the Genesect if it's like a random drive form. I think it might just be standard, probably. Because they are in the game. Like, I know at they least three drives are in the game. I, I don't know what out of the last Genesect worked. So, it's probably very similar. I got a normal yeah. drive one. That's all I know. And then if you did have all of the uh, four weeks done and completed, but you still wanted the Genesect and you uh, still wanted to pay for the pass, you'll get extra candies for all the Galarians. So, mm-hmm. that has its own little benefit as well. Still the same cost, so... Yeah, something so to consider if you missed out on any of the weeks and you really want to be able to catch the Glarians next week in June. So get excited. You also get like a bunch of like Unova stuff too, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, like you get Snivy, Tepig, Oshawa, Blitzel, Audino, Darumaka, Gathita. Like th- these are all cool things to get in general, yeah, I, I could, think. I could use some Gathitas. I mean, I my, my Unova decks is pretty small. 
and so is my yeah. Unova my Sinnoh decks. But like, it, I mean, they're both very they're both small. So like, it'll be nice just to be able to fill those. Unova Pokemon are pretty more. rare. Yeah, they're yeah. they're out there. Well, and like, I didn't yeah. realize Darumaka was in the game until I hatched a 10k and randomly got one. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. they. Yeah. <laughs> There, like a lot of the Pokemon are out there, and I think it's worth I think it's worth trying to go out there and get that. Like I know I've got like the first two gens complete and filled out in Pokemon Go, but I don't know how much I've got for uh, Gen three. I'm probably close, minus like Ninjask. Oh yeah, <laughs> I just finished my Gen one last week. That's the first time I've ever completed a Gen one Dex worth getting all 151 Pokemon. It was on Pokemon Go of all places. So right, that was kind, of, kind of saddening in its own way, but it was very <laughs> exciting to actually have completed a Pokedex for. Kanto. So, uh, just a couple other minor things on Pokemon Go. Uh, beginning on, on Monday or Tuesday, my bad. Reshiram is going to be the new five star raid until June 16th, and then Zekrom's going to follow, and then Kyrem. So, that's very exciting. I know a lot of people are really excited about that. Oh, yeah. My friend, most of my like normal, my, my IRL Pokemon friends, that's what I'll say. That's what I'll call them. IRL, the group that Ryan's a part of. Hi, Ryan and Mark. Hi, Mark. <laughs> They both listen, so I have to. I have to give them their their shout out. We should say, yeah. keep saying hi, Mandatory Mark. Mandatory shout outs. We should get Mark on at the end of the year. Yeah, hi Ryan, hi Mark. Hi Ryan, hi Mark. <laughs> there we go. All right, so we can get Mark on. We can talk about his Pokemon experience on the podcast. He would love to do that. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to do that, just type hi Mark on the Discord. I guess I don't know. Um, I forget what his <laughs> I forget what his username is. You could tag him. All right, yeah. And so uh, Pokemon Go is also going to be going under undergoing server maintenance. From June 1st, 800, 1800 UTC until uh, June 2nd at 1 UTC, uh, which is the universal time clock. All those are like five hours ahead of Eastern, I think, and then five hour or then eight hours ahead of uh, Pacific. So it's like right in the middle of the day for the US. And for seven hours. And for seven hours. So in the middle of the day on June 1st, you're not playing Pokemon Go. Just as a heads up. And then uh, there's some giveaway stuff for po- Puckle for the Patreon. Uh, well, there's issues with that, so I'm not going to go into too many details with it. We're working them out, though, currently. Uh, just be be aware. And we'll update Patreon if we need to. Yep. Yep. Uh, read, follow Patreon for the for the updates. Stuff is still being given out. I will say that. Uh, on that note, though, we are going to go ahead and we are going to kick it on over to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on, on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Today, P. McGee and Scrawn are going to be operating together as a team to answer five Pokemon trivia questions brought to you guys from the Discord. Each question is worth one point apiece, except for that time it's not. Depending on how bad <laughs> they're doing, it's worth two or three. <laughs> and they can get a possible total of six points that way. They do have a lifeline. They, they do have a lifeline that they can use, which is a hint that if they don't use it and get all the questions correct, they can cash it in for an extra point, possible total of seven. They are working together to try to get 30 points before any of their other fellow co-hosts. Whoever gets to 30 points first gets a $20 credit to PokemonCenter.com. This segment is always is brought to you by AnimeGravy.com, your one-stop shop for a bunch of cool, nerdy artwork uh, go check them out. Those guys are great. They're just fantastic people. They have also said that whoever um, whoever participates in trivia and gets their questions read, they are going to be entered into a raffle once we hit 30 points and it's ending, and you'll get twenty a $20 credit to AnimeGravy.com. Oh, that's sweet. 
Cool. So you have to get your questions right on the show. If you want to do that, you need to submit your trivia questions to the trivia submissions channel on our Discord. Nowhere else will trivia questions be accepted. Nowhere. <laughs> Literally nowhere. If you give me a trivia question in any other format, you will not get your trivia question right on the show. <laughs> Fun fact. Mostly because Thatch doesn't curate them. Ribby curates them on the Discord. <laughs> so You heard it here, folks. Send your trivia questions via shortwave radio. Because Honestly, I, I mean, I've received trivia questions so far in iTunes reviews. I've received trivia questions in DMs. I've received trivia questions in emails. What I'm really waiting for is people to go back into the back catalog of Puckle, find my phone number, which is in the back catalog of Puckle, oh. and then start sending me text messages with the trivia questions. <laughs> oh, no. That's a guaranteed way to never have it read on the show. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, it's also a wonderful way to get your number blocked and Thatch's phone. Yes, yes it is. Uh, all right. So, without further ado, let's jump right into these questions. Our first question is going to be from Murray this week. What is the only three-stage evolutionary line in which every member in the line is able to learn both Giga Impact and Hyper Beam? Giga Impact and Hyper Beam. Three-stage evolutionary line that can learn both Giga Impact and Hyper Beam. At every stage. Huh. Every stage. At every stage. So these have have got to be Pokemon that didn't have evolutions, I feel. Yeah. Is there anything that evolved twice as this generations went on? I don't think so. Or at least it had evolved once. I feel yeah, like... Yeah, because most of the extra evolutions were introduced in Gen 4. Um, yeah. Hmm, this is a really hard one. Hmm. Giga Impact and Hyper Beam. It's got to be three-stage... Probably a normal type, maybe? It's not the Slack offline. I just went through Gen 3, and I tried to teach okay. a Vigoroth Hyper Beam. It didn't work. Um, it wouldn't be Whismur, would it? I, I'm guessing probably not. I don't think so. Hmm. True. Hmm. Uh, you know, honestly, um, this is a really hard question, and I kind of am comfortable using our head on it, if you are. Yeah, I'm good throwing it away on the first one. <laughs> Let's get rid of it. All right. Let's At some point in the Pokemon franchise, this Pokemon line, every evolution was its own end stage. It had gained evolutions in in previous in subsequent generations, and it's a normal type. So I guess I, I confirmed everything for you. Um, let me see. <laughs> you I I said. <laughs> the only way to get one of these Pokemon in um, in so this Pokemon was uh, originally introduced in Generation One. And the only way to do so was through the game corner. Okay. So Porygon. Yeah. yeah. So it's gotta be Porygon. And then that, okay. In gen two, Porygon two was Porygon added. Two. And in gen four, Porygon C was added. So it's gotta be the Porygon line. Okay. I like when I say everything and then I can't think of the right answer. It's real. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Fun. So I guess we're going right. with Porygon. Yeah. Porygon. The Porygon line is correct. That is a one point for you guys. You are one for one. Our next question comes from, um, uh, Skullmane Banky? Yes, that's how we'll pronounce that. <laughs> um, what is the most common ability? Oh, shoot. Oh, I've it's got to be like Levitate or Pressure or... Uh. Okay, so Levitate's high up there, Sturdy's high up there. Um, I don't know if either of them are the correct answer. I feel like there's something else that's a little more common. What about like Blaze Overgrow Torrent? No, because those... Those would be equal, so there's nothing that would 
It wouldn't be a three. It wouldn't be a three-way tie for the correct answer. Ooh. I would hope not. Yeah. Okay. It's not a three-way tie. No. Okay. It's a tie, though. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, um, it this there are forty-three Pokemon with this ability. Let's see. Hmm. Sturdy levitate. There's something. There's something else that's really common. I can't think of right now. I've read this before, and. I was kind of surprised by the top one. Like Keen Eye? No, not 43. Um, oh my god. Yeah, this is tough. You don't really think about that. And Intimidate, maybe? I, that's, I feel, Intimidate's pretty high up there. Yeah, I feel like it's not 43 different no. Pokemon. Hmm. I don't think there's 43 Levitators. Just because you don't get it. It is a hidden ability ever. It's only the standard ability. What was the other one you had said? Um, that was it. Those two. Uh, it's sturdy, but I don't think... Maybe it's sturdy? I think it's probably sturdy. Yeah. I feel like that's a pretty good guess. I'm okay with sturdy. I feel like it's something else, but I can't think of what it is. Yeah. Is sturdy your final answer? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Sturdy is unfortunately incorrect. It is the... Uh, it is uh, second... Um, it is tied for second with Levitate. Sturdy and Levitate have 41. <laughs> Very interesting. However, Swift Swim is the answer with 43 huh. Pokemon. Swift Swim. Okay. I can see that. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our next question is your Pokedex entry, as always. And this one is from Isgross22, or is it LS Gross? I forget which one. I think it's Isgross. Is it Isgross? Isgross22. Here we go. It's Pokedex White. Two entry states, it runs through the narrow tunnels formed by Excadrill and Onyx. It uses its sharp claws to catch prey. Ooh. Runs through... Oh, I bet it's uh, Dredigon if it's white too. Because it lives in caves and it has sharp claws. And it, you know, I feel like that makes sense. I can't think of anything else, so I'm going to entirely go with you on this one. Yeah, I think it's Dredigon. And that's final answer? Drudagon is correct. Cool, uh, cool, cool. Drudagon is, uh, yeah, so that's two for three. Um, <laughs> there we go. Okay, so since you got a question wrong, this next question is going to be worth up to three points for you guys. Oh. Uh, this question is from BAM! Uh, <laughs> uh, it's all caps. So I, I love I that. I love that name. And he wants to know, what three-stage evolutionary lines can you go from the first stage of a line to the last stage of line by level two? Okay. And there are one, two, three, four, five, six answers. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say for one point, I need two answers. For two points, I need four answers. And for three points, I need five. Okay. I don't expect you to get everything. So Porygon Z. Yeah. Roserade. Roserade, yep. That's that's two point. That's one point, yes. Togekiss. Togekiss, mm-hmm. Um, Raichu. That's two points. So you're still missing two. Yeah. Okay. So friendship. Who friendships? Mm-hmm. What? What? Pokemon friendship up to a level and then can evolve from a stone. That's like the most way. To, that's yeah. The way to get the correct right. answer. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's what I've been doing. Um, I had a discussion with Sigma about this the other week, actually. So some of it's still in my head. That's why I remember mm-hmm. Roserade. Who evolves by happiness? Uh, would it maybe be Iglybuff? So Wiggly the Wigglytuff line. Because they're Moonstones? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because that'd be him and that'd be him and Cleffa for six, if it's correct. That's six. Yeah. That oh. is correct. Oh, you we got, got it. all three points. Nice. Good for Ooh. you guys. Yay! 
You guys are uh, you guys are now five for four. That's all of the answers. Pichu to Raichu, Clefla to Clefable, Igglybuff to Wigglytuff, Porygon to Porygon Z, Togepi to Togekiss, and Butu to Roserade. All right, question number five, as always, is our base stat question. And this is a person that has never done one before. And it's from he, 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 Kittik VGC. He cool. K-tick? I, I don't know. Hectic. <laughs> hectic. Oh, my gosh. Oh. It's just like random hectic capitalization. VGC. It's Hectic VGC. There we go. Um, which non-legendary ice-type Pokemon has the highest base special defense? Okay. Highest base special defense. Um, sure ain't Avalog, I'll tell you that. Uh, might be, sure ain't Avalog. Might be Walrein. The answer might surprise you. Uh, Glaceon, maybe. Glaceon has a pretty high special defense. Glaceon's up there. What about Aurora's? I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know where it's. Just, it has stats. I just don't know where they are. Right. It just has same, awful typing. Same. You know, I'm cool with wagering it on Aurora's. If you uh, want, I mean, we can we can take we can take till time. I need to think of some more ice types. Right. Because Walrein sounds kind of surprising. Do you guys still think I have a timer? I don't know. No, Until you're yelling you're at us. <laughs> I just go. You guys need to give me an answer because I want to move on to the next segment. All right. <laughs> Um, maybe Frozmoth, but Icy Scales kind of is what bolsters it. Yeah, it's not bad though. I'm kinda, Wait, what about what about Mister Rhyme? Is that good special defense? I don't or think no? so. I think it's just high special attack. Or no, he's, he's got like a weird like his stats are like pretty level, which makes him terrible. Um, it wouldn't be Frostless, you don't think? Oh no, it's not Frostless. That's are there any Megas weird. we need to consider? Uh, megas, 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 megas. Uh, Who's the mega ice types? Right, so mega Obama snow, and um, there's got to be another one at least. Mega Glalie, but that's not him. Mega Glalie, yeah. I don't think that. I don't think it's a mega ice type. Okay. You know, I'm cool with Aurora still. You know, because it's kind of like a gamble. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we'll go with Aurora. <laughs> Aurorus is incorrect. <laughs> um, the answer is Cryagonal. Oh, right. Yeah, no, I see that. Okay, Cryagonal. Uh, the answer is Cryagonal. We didn't even think Regice. Is Regice special defense? It's a legendary. Yeah, well, it's still a legendary. It said not. Oh, legendary. you're right. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, Regice yeah, yeah, yeah. would win, I think. Uh, Regice, Regice is the highest by far. Okay. Yes, with like yeah. 200. No, it's like a specially defensive tank. Yeah, so so I mean you you are correct there, but yeah, no, it's uh yeah the answer is Crag and all. So you guys got five points today. That does change up our standings. So currently in first place, we have a tie between Sublime and P McGee with eleven points. Ooh. Seth Vilo's in second with ten points. Whimsicott, our Sigma and Jushiro are in a three-way tie for fourth with six points. And in a two-way tie for seventh, we have Linian Scrawn with five points. Shamu and Basket have yet to get on the board. Well, McGee, too, at five. No, McGee, right. no, McGee's at 11. 11. Oh, nice. He already First. had points. Sweet. He already had points. Yeah. Sweet. Great job. Yeah. Cool. He's, in, he's, in, he's tied for first. <laughs> You're in the running. <laughs> All right. So that is it for this episode of Puckles Poke Quiz. We're going to shift gears, guys, and take a quick break, read you an iTunes review, and head on over to the topic. And welcome to another podcast review that we've gotten from Oki94, the essential podcast for any Pokemon trainer. Thatch and his crew are the best. The knowledge and variety is unmatched in the podcast community. The rotating list of hosts and topics keeps the show fresh. I've been listening for almost a year and a half, and I kickstart every week with Puckle. Keep up the great work, crew. Well, thank you, Oki. We will do just that. And if you want your iTunes or any podcast review 
on the show, just go ahead and review us on your platform of choice. We appreciate it. But now, on to the topic. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be evil teams or bad guys. Let's just say bad guys in Pokemon. Did they do their job? Did they do it? <laughs> Did they succeed? <laughs> Did they succeed? I don't know. Were they successful? Were they good bad guys? I think we did it once before a really long time ago before Sword and Shield came out. Way before. I think it was like before Sword and Shield were even announced. Yeah. So this is pretty old. So I think I think it's one. It's really cool to take a look at Chairman Rose in that light. The one thing that really depresses me is like looking at this and just looking at how similar a lot of Pokemon bad guys are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like I feel like a lot of Pokemon bad guy teams, they they would benefit from just having like a, like a small R&D department. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's really just their biggest issue is they just need like one guy who's like reading books all the time. That's all we need. In Black 2, White 2, you've got Colress working for Team Plasma. I don't think Team Plasma is a terrible team either, though. Like, I think if, if we go through it, just like uh, like a very face value, like I think Giovanni's successful because he was already running like a Pokemon crime syndicate. Uh, his mm-hmm. only downfall is being defeated by a 10-year-old prodigy. Yeah, he didn't get the Master Ball, basically. So he had to use other means to try to get me to I think Giovanni, yeah, he was he was successful before he even tried. Did he do a good job or did he do a bad job? I think he did a good job. He took he took most things for what he wanted. I, I think he was just stopped for the master ball and like that's the only thing he didn't do. My joke is that he would have done a bad job because he's evil. <laughs> Gen two Team Rocket, I think, is a little bit more depressing because I I don't know why they just wanted to get Giovanni back so bad instead of just being like, hey, let's just try to run it ourselves. No, very charismatic leader, you know. They wanted their leader back. I don't know. I don't like I don't know how it's I feel fine. about that. We didn't really need Team Rocket and Gen 2. They just kind of hang out a bit. I'm surprised there wasn't like more of like a power grab going. You know, I, I fully expected like Alexander the Great like death type scenario. You know what I mean? Because when Alexander the the Great died, he had mm-hmm. like eight major generals that were like pretty much all in the same status that could, you know, take his place. And they they all tried to do it, and then they just like split up. They split up the king, the empire, eight ways. It's very counterproductive. It's very counterproductive. Yes. Uh. So that that's just like that's fully what I expected from Team Rocket. Maybe that is what happened. Maybe that's where Archie came from. Maybe. Speaking of Archie, uh, Archie did a bad job. Yeah, Archie and Maxi kind of just fizzled out on their plans to drown and destroy the world. In a sense, they were successful. They achieved their plan, which is making it all water ground, kind of. They achieved their they achieved their plans of awakening Kyogre and Groudon, but they, I don't think they ever achieved their final their final goal. I think because especially if you look at like the Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire version of events, you realize that they go, "Oh man, we done messed up. We done messed up. This was not anything that we thought it was." Yeah. Uh oh. Please help us. Please make this right. And like that's like in that scenario of events, I think they failed because because one, they didn't look far enough into what it would mean to wake up that Pokemon. And I think I think that is I mean, that's the story of a lot of these teams. That's most of these teams. I mean, that's creating Mewtwo. That's awakening Kyogre and Groudon. That's um, everything that has to do with Galactic. Um, Galactic. Yeah, I I don't know. I think Cyrus might be happy. Yeah, no, like Cyrus did kind of succeed in his goal, you know, of creating. I think he's world. happy. I, I especially in like the in like the platinum story and with I think Cyrus is locked in the distortion world in that in that continuity. Yeah, he just didn't like ex- the world, so he wanted to be alone. 
Well, he wanted to be like a godlike character. He wanted to be. He wanted to make the world and remake the world in his image. Like he was. He was like far out there. Okay, man. <laughs> he was. He was. He was pretty far out there. He was just. He just really, really wanted to uh, like make the world new. It, it's really we- weird. I think he stays in the distortion world. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of gets stuck there, but like he's not too opposed to being stuck there. Yeah, he's not opposed to being stuck there. <laughs> did uh, he show up I, I in the Rainbow Rocket stuff? He did. Yeah, Ultra? Rainbow okay. Ro- Rainbow Rocket was probably one of the cool cooler things that happened. It was fun to see all the bad guys hang out again. Yeah. Hey, well, they all came from worlds where they succeeded too. It's the best form of them. Yeah. The darkest timeline. Yeah, the darkest timeline for each of their goals having been fully realized. I, I would say Getsus though did like a really good. Like he he is probably the darkest villain like ever he had the most thought out like plan too even if it didn't fully succeed he played the long game he yeah, had it no. all thought out he raised a child <laughs> and asked that and then said hey child you need to you need to tell people to release all the pokemon he knew he was too evil to be convincing so he got a new front man to do it yeah that was crazy he got like he raised he raised a child for like 15 years <laughs> and and like did that it, it's nuts i feel like he wasn't a good father because in was basically raised by pokemon yeah he's not supposed to be a good father that's not the point <laughs> now, you can be an evil evil mastermind and still be a good father okay so you're trying to add like gray areas in bad guys in a franchise that tried to do that for like 30 seconds but was like we need to let <laughs> people know that team plasma the team plasma is the bad guy and so, like, you have this really convincing, like, oh, man, this is kind of a gray area releasing Pokemon. Do they want to be do they want to be slaves? And then, like, the next scene is two Team Plasma grunts literally kicking a mana. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, cool. That makes sense. Yeah, but, like, there's that scene in Driftvale City where you have, like, the two halves of Team Plasma and the good half is, like, helping people, you know? Like, it's kind of like PETA. PETA Plasma. Uh, I would say PETA even goes even is worse. PETA's terrible. Like PETA, PETA's a terrible organization. I don't care how much you like animals. I think PETA's a terrible organization, and I think most people would agree with that. Like PETA, PETA is on like if people have stories of PETA just like walking up to their house and like taking their dogs off their front porch, and then Yikes. the dog gets euthanized because they're like, "You weren't taking care of it." I'm like, "I'm sorry, I left it on my porch for like an hour." So you're saying that. PETA is evil Team Plasma. They just want to take your Pokemon away. It is. It is. I mean, that's been the comparison since like 2009 or whatever the game came out. Like, fun fact, like when Black and White came out, that's when PETA decided they were going to like make like a, a Pokemon, like a really gruesome Pokemon uh, parody. And like there's a little oh. game where you can play and like the Pokemon fight each other and like they get bloody during it. It's just like show you look how cruel you're being playing your animal fighting simulator. <laughs> and I'm like, man. It's such like a crazy coincidence because it was like before the release of the game. Like that's the that's the tone of the game. Yeah. <laughs> like the evil organization is PETA. No, it's a really cool story. It is. It's definitely one of the better done stories in all of Pokemon, I would say. Like maybe the best. In the Black to White Tooth storyline, Colress was kind of like the brains behind Team Plasma because he got what he wanted, which was like testing cure qrm's power and trying to push the limits of pokemon power so he kind of got what he wanted gets us didn't because of you know being defeated by a 15 year old again 
he had a cane that time. He was definitely very frail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a very evil looking cane, at least. It was an evil looking cane. It looked like it, it was a pirate ship cane. He goes from like this evil guy to like, hey, I am a pirate. You know, he does have that floating kind of pirate ship. Yeah, there's the pirate ship we have to invade. He does. He does. You are not wrong. He is totally a sky pirate who like controls ice. And that's amazing. Getsus is actually a really cool villain. I don't know if he controls ice. It's more like he keeps a Kyrim inside that just keeps using And he shoots beams of ice at the world. You know, same thing. Same thing. Clearly. I don't know if it's it's exactly what I would say, but <laughs> it, it's interesting. It's interesting. Hmm. So what ended up happen- happening with Getsus? I need to know if he kind of succeeded or not. When he's defeated, he suffers a mental breakdown and violently rejects the compassion and shows him. The Shadow Triad take him away from the giant chasm and later inform the player that Getsus is no longer mentally capable of any further criminal deeds. <laughs> so he ends up in a home. Getsus ends up in a home. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he succeeded with his plans. Getsus, Getsus, Getsus ends up in a home and visits him every once in a while. <laughs> Brings him some cookies. They play checkers. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's oh sad. <laughs> so Lysander, um, I'd say Lysander at least knew what he was getting into. I feel like Lysander knew what he was getting into. He builds this very successful he has telecom the worst company. plan since like um, since Ruby and Sapphire. It's like the worst like thought out plan. No, no, no. It, it, it felt it felt like Cyrus, where Cyrus is like, I'm gonna become a god and like remake things. Yeah, except Lysander's was more philosophical in that he didn't just want to recreate it because he could, but he won he believed that in its current state, the world could not get any more beautiful and that it would just suffer a fall from greatness. So he kind of wanted to basically destroy the world so that its beauty could be preserved forever in the state of your mind. You know, it's it kind of like goes with like the France artist theme, like beauty is fleeting and it's not permanent. It's transient. It's a really complicated, like philosophical thought. It's really, but the end game is really bad. Yes, it, it is. It is. It is. But you, you could also say that he just wanted to turn the world orange. That sounds like a really interesting philosophical idea, but I don't think anything about X and Y was ready to tackle that. Yeah. And yeah. he failed, too, because a 10 year old stopped him. <laughs> even with his arm contraption yes 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 i don't was he arrested either like what happened to him i'm curious now like where's the justice in the pokemon world <laughs> i said it off air i think the only time we ever see anything in prison is like coliseum when they put like the mayor in prison well coliseum and xd are completely different games we can we can talk about that Gen four and gen five have police officer sprites gen two did too gen two did yeah because um, sure. you could battle them but I mean, that's also Team Rocket. I'm okay with being like, we escaped the law. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. They're, they're covert. A lesson of Pokemon. Rich people are not held accountable for their actions. <laughs> After being defeated for the third and final time, Lysander expresses his disgust towards the fact that his beautiful world will never be a reality. The player and their friends attempt to reason with him, saying that if the play- if people cooperate together, a better world is possible, and they use me- the mega evolution achieved by him as proof of his bond that he has with this Pokemon. He, however, rejects the idea mere naively, or as mere naivety, and then attempts to for- force immortality on the player and their friends. What? Oh, force immortality on their friends, or sla- or 
uh, that's an X version and Y version, he will kill everyone in the building and fires the ultimate weapon oh. using what little power remains. The blast from the weapon destroys the building and seemingly buries Lysander and the HQ under the rubble. As a result, Team Flare disbands. Never mind, Lysander's just dead. That's yeah, fine. pretty much. Like, kinetically, he's just dead. Yeah. The end game with this... It's kind of tenuous at times in the XY storyline because his plan did involve Xerneas and Aveltal. He was convert he was stealing the life force with Aveltal, but converting it into immortality for himself through Xerneas. So like in each game you only have one of the components and it kind of doesn't make much sense. Yeah, he just dies. He just dies. <laughs> like he just dies. Like that's his justice. I mean there's the justice in the Pokemon world. I guess he's just dead. Like so I think there's like in in Gen Seven, so we can just like shift gears because Lysander was I don't I don't know if he was good or not. He just he just I guess he got it to work, but yeah, I don't know I don't yeah. know if he was good at it or not. In Gen Seven, we kind of have like two versions of things, like two or three versions to talk about because I think Lusamine and the Aether Foundation, the original one, is like your real bad guy. Yeah, yeah, that that was kind of their twist, and I I would say they were successful because they got her to go to. I mean, she went to ultra space and found Nihilego, and I think she was successful in like her goals. I again think it was one of those things where it's just like, oh, maybe like you know, like a little more research that that would have been nice. Yeah, and they just didn't do that. <laughs> I mean, she didn't go to prison, but I don't think she killed anybody, so that's good. She just kind of went off her rocker, you know, like she's doing this amazing. Like running this amazing company that's all about Pokemon conservation, but she like abuses those means in order to like selfishly pursue the Ultra Beasts. And this is kind of like, you know, you got what you wanted for a little while, but you ended up like permanently mentally like messed up because the Nihiligo poison is still inside of yeah. your brain. Her end game was she like they took her to Kanto to go see with Bill to see if they could like fix her. I mean, her whole thing, like, she wasn't evil because she was just obsessed with it because, like, her husband had been sucked into an ultra wormhole previously. I'm going yeah. to assume that she ended up in a home, too. <laughs> in in Sun and Moon, maybe. It's kind of, like, bittersweet. In Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, it's not that bad. Like, in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, she's just, like, trying to help out the uh, the people. Skull? Uh, not Skull. Um, the other one. Uh, like, the people that come from Ultra Space. I forget who oh, they are. Oh, yeah. Ultra Recon Squad or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Ultra Recon Squad. Yeah. Like, I don't know if anybody was really the bad guy in that game. I think it was more of, like, just things that happened. Yeah. I think that's probably the more interesting thing about Gen 7 is, like, none of the villains were, like, pure evil. I wouldn't even say Lucimine was evil in that game. She wasn't trying to do anything. That was more con- complicated than they were in previous generations because there was her. Guzma wasn't really that bad either. And then the Ultra Guzma's just misguided. I would say Team Skull is just misguided. Yeah, like, I'd say Guzma's plan was to make, like, sort of the people who couldn't complete the island challenge feel like they have a family, but he did it in, like, you know, rough sort of gang-like ways. And, like, he gave them a home, so I'd say he succeeded. I mean, they did basically steal all the homes of Po Town. It's fine, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) If I I had to choose Sun and Moon versus Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon story-wise, I think I really like Sun and Moon better. Yeah, yeah. I thought it had a much better arc for Lusamine. And by like shoving Ultra Space down our throats in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, I think it really killed the story. Lusamine had this really cool arc that she got to go through, but in with the Ultra Recon Squad and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, it just kind of killed all that and was just like, hey, save us. Yeah, like come defeat Ultra Necrozma. Hey, come defeat Ultra Necrozma and fix our fix our world. Which is okay. I mean, meh. 
okay, thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. But at the same time, meh, I guess, I don't know. I, I don't feel too strongly one way or the other. So Lusamine probably didn't achieve her goals in Sun and Moon, but she did in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. And Guzma kind of did, but ended up learning a more valuable lesson about himself. Is this what we're going with? Team Skull's like a whole fake out. They're not, they're supposed to be like the traditional like villain organization because that's what we're used to seeing. And then they're not really. And then it's either. So it's like the twist. I think we talked about that. Yeah. It's the red herring. Yes. That's exactly the way to do it. I think, I think in Sword and Shield, they try, like they tried to do the exact same thing again with Team Yell. Oh. But everything was just done so badly because it was just like, oh, here's Team Yell. And it's just like, they just stand in the way. That's their job. And they're, they don't even have a real leader because both Piers and Marnie are just kind of like, guys, stop doing this. <laughs> yes, they're just like, guys, like, what are you doing? Let me win on my own merit because I'm a skilled trainer. Please do not obstruct others from participating. They're just like, guys, stop. <laughs> they're their own real enemy. I mean, it could have been better if they built Marnie up as a character a little more. Yeah, I think I think Marnie was just so underdeveloped. I think she has a really cool arc. But she needed more encounters. A couple, take a couple away from um, Hop, Hop, and then <laughs> throw them to Marnie, and we're golden. You could take any number of battles from Hop and give it to anybody else, and the game would have been better. <laughs> like, I don't think I need. Let, let me look. Let me look. I think I, I'm sure Publipedia has like a list of like the number of battles you have with Hop. It's like eight or something. One, two, three. Uh, and like there's, there's also three multiplayer battles. Uh, five. There's five. Um, six. Okay. Seven. Eight. Eight battles. Eight battles with Hop. It's eight too battles. Many. Three. Three. Oh, nine. I found nine. Yeah. Uh, that's in the slumbering oh. wield, though. And there's also, there's also three times that he battles alongside you. I think the thing that's frustrating about Hop is he has an interesting arc, but it doesn't start until like the fifth or sixth battle. And so you do all these, you do all these battles to get towards the arc. And then like the arc happens, the arc is interesting and it's fine, but like you could have cut out two or three of those earlier battles thrown at Marnie and Hop still could have had his fine arc and we could have gotten more out of Yell and Marnie. Like if Marnie would have gotten one or two more battles, I think Marnie's character would have been fleshed out way better and I would have felt something because I, I feel like they wanted me to feel something when we got to Poe Town. Mm hmm. With Marnie, and I was just like, oh, hey, Marnie, this is the second time I've seen you in this game. Um, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I, I think that's probably one of my biggest letdowns with everything in Sword and Shield, because we saw her early on, like, as a release image and, like, more Peko, and, like, we thought she'd be really interesting. We saw some work for, like, Team Yell, and it all, like, culminates in what's Poe Town, which is just one long alleyway. It's, it's not, that's not Poe Town. Not Poe Town. Poe Town's done better than, uh, oh, not, better no, than that. I got, I got confused. Not Poe Town. Um, oh, God, what's it called? Uh, that you you know what I'm talking about the one that it's just one Spike long Muth. alley. Spike Muth. Yeah, Spike Muth. Spike like, Muth. So it has yes. a cool name, has a cool look on the map, and then you get to Spike Muth. It's just one long alley that culminates everything with Team Yell and Marnie, and then that's basically her story. Don't forget the Mister Mime trade. <laughs> yeah, and and, and Mister Mime trade. Yeah, you can What's trade for Mister Mime there. What's up with that? Right. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> Cut in case you know two new Mister Mimes wasn't good enough. You can get the old one too. I think Rose though is the bad guy. I mean that's that's what they I want mean, you yeah. to think at least. Yeah, um, like he's very misguided, and he he's just, he essentially pulls an Archie and Maxie, and he's just like, "Oopsie Daisy, this is way worse than I thought it would be." <laughs> so he like tries to usher in the great calamity early. He's trying to do it early so he can like prevent it and just get it over with. And he fails. He fails very badly. 
Yeah, and like, what I didn't understand is like, okay, this event's not going to happen for like a hundred years or so. So why are you trying to push it now during the Champions Cup that your organization whoa, 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 is sponsoring? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, okay. So I I take issue with that thought process, Gron. I I, I take issue with that as a scientist. Okay. <laughs> because of global warming. You know, I think global warming is different from, you know, the instantaneous event that Rose was trying it's to usher in. Slight, slightly different, but I can understand the mentality of being like, hey, let's just try to get this over with and, like, do it while I think we can. Right. Um, while we've got, like, this unbeatable trainer, because he had, like, this crazy amount of faith in Leon, like an unhealthy obsession with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's true. And then Leon fails, and then, like, you come in with Hop, because, God, Hop is a really important character. <laughs> oh, gee. And you, you defeated, I mean, I wish all the, I wish all the rivals got the, got the treatment that Hop got. I feel like, I, I'm not even mad about the number of Hop battles in retrospect, just because, like, they were kind of needed, like, you needed those battles where you're just like, oh, Hop has the same Pokemon for that one battle where he switches his entire party. Yeah. If Hop was more interesting, it wouldn't be so bad. That's when it really, I mean, if he wasn't just how, right? Like, for example, in, like, Gen 4, if you just had Barry crush, crash into you a few more random times, like, that could have been interesting. Because he had a yeah. thing, you know? Like, he was yeah. more interesting. His dad was Palmer, leader of the Battle Tower, you know? Like, you could go into that and, like, their relationship. Like, how he's trying to measure up. Yeah, yeah like... I, I mean, it, it's Pokemon. I mean, it's it's like what we say. I mean, I don't know if it's our fault or if it's um, Game Freak's fault to just have these expectations that they can't meet. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to the Rose topic, I feel like if he had, like, used his political power, he could have convinced the region to usher it in early. He just would have... He just, like, got ahead of himself, I guess, as, like, an intellectual savant, but, like, he's not actually that smart. He is the only villain that has been arrested to date, by the way. (laughs) He turned himself into the authorities. Oh, my. No other Pokemon villain has been arrested. I think the thing that like sums up my frustration with Gen 8's villain as Rose is like, I can't even, I, I, we talk about this off air and I still can't remember the name of his villain organization or what they were called. Macrocosmos. I only know this because we read it the other, we read it like 30 yeah. minutes ago. I didn't even, like, I still struggle to remember that. And I, I feel like that's part of the problem with like the whole story development. I wish that. we would have gotten more interaction with that, kind of like we did with the Aether Foundation. Mm-hmm. Cause we got, we got plenty with the Aether Foundation and that was fine. Mm-hmm. I agree with that, but I, I think this is a good place to wrap it up. So yeah, we'll take, we'll, we'll cut it here, guys. Uh, let us know which villain organization was your favorite and you think they did the best job in the mailbag this, this week, but we're going to go ahead and kick it on over to the Pokemon of the episode. So we're going to catch you guys on the flip flop. Hey guys, Seth Philo cutting in to tell you about something awesome that I've been absolutely loving, Vite Ramen. If you guys know me, you know I have a borderline noodle addiction, and part of that love has always been a guilty pleasure for ramen. Well, Vite Ramen is ramen, but get this, it's actually good for you. You heard me right. The guys at Vite Ramen have spent years making ramen that's nutritionally complete, and I absolutely adore it. Each bowl has 30 grams of protein, which is more than your average protein shake, 7 grams of fiber, all 27 key vitamins and minerals that you need, and most importantly, tons of awesome flavor. Oh yeah, and did I mention it still only takes 4 minutes to prepare? It's basically still instant ramen. You can head over to VitRamen.com and pick up soy sauce chicken, garlic pork, and my favorite, vegan miso flavors, as well as handy utensils and other such stuff. 
And here is the coolest part. At checkout, enter code PUCKLE and you'll get 10% off your entire order. That's P-U-C-L, all caps, for a whopping 10% off. Anyway, I got to get back to rating and you've got a show to finish. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode is National Dex number 006, Charizard, the flame Pokemon. Charizard flies around the sky in search of powerful opponents. It breathes fire of such great heat that it melts anything. However, it never turns its fiery breath on any opponent weaker than itself. I'm going to go grab my mouthwash real quick um, to clean my mouth while <laughs> Charizard. You know, um, like this- we, we talk about charizard a lot and how it gets so much love but we haven't given charizard love for a while so it's okay because i feel like he's gotten love from a lot of other people instead we got like in, we in particular the dues, pokemon you know? company we gotta do our <laughs> i like it just it feels dirty charizard feels dirty um <laughs> and so i mean he's not bad no he's got stuff his typing is obviously awful but even in singles now he can run like the heavy duty boots mm-hmm. which make him not as bad but it's still a Charizard. I'm just imagining a Charizard in boots. <laughs> He's wearing his little boots. <laughs> little booties. And unfortunately, he doesn't get his Megas anymore, which made him good. But uh, G-Max isn't terrible either. Like, the, the G-Max, Charizard G-Max move isn't bad. It's, yeah, it's, one, of the, it's one of the better ones. It's one of the better ones. It's a fire spin attached to the move, basically, right? I mean, he's got decent bulk um, and decent special attack and, like, a very good speed at base 100. And so it makes him it makes him definitely playable in in the VGC format right now. So yeah. good for good for Charizard, good for Charizard. He's he's doing okay. And I mean he's got a decent move pool on top of that. He, he's not going to do horrible. So uh, the team we have today is actually from uh, from one of Scron's players. Yeah. So um, for VGC, this uh, this team won a, a recent online tournament that we put on. Yes. So this this has a Charizard G Max obviously on it, uh, holding a Lumberry. So you can't status it, I guess. Probably because it would be scary to be like paralyzed or something or put mm-hmm. to sleep. Yeah, it throws a wrench in the strategy. Yeah, uh, and so two fifty two special attack, two fifty two speed because this is your big hitter with blast burn, air slash, solar power, and protect all those. So when you go big, you're hitting hard, and you're hitting scary. You're setting your sun. You're getting your one turn solar beams when you go small. It's a good time. I mean, it, it's a very, it's a very good Charizard. I'm really happy to see it's running Solar Beam. I see a lot of things, especially in like Battle Spot singles, not run Solar Beam, and they'll run like two Fire moves and Air Slash. Solar Beam is crazy good because like one of its I think it's really counters good. is Rotom Wash, and and mm-hmm. when, once the sun is up, it's not even like I think when it's um, I don't think it survives even if it Dynamaxes from a Solar Power Solar Beam. I think yeah. it just blows right through it. No, I, I really like this. I really I, I really like Solar Beam. You're pretty much always going to be G-Maxing, so you're getting like the really powerful mm-hmm. G-Max attack. You know, mm-hmm. you rarely even need the sun up. Uh, Sableye is also on this team, which I, I'm actually really happy with this. I, I like Sableye. Um, <laughs> it's a fun one. Just because you get Quash. Quash is nice. Quash is crazy good. I mean, this is 252 HP, 64 defense, 192 special defense. I'm not sure what the EV spread's for, but I'm okay with that. And it's a calm nature, taunt, foul play, sunny day, and quash. That way, you have another, you have more sun because there's other members on this team that really like sun, and you can still hit hard while you're in the sun. 
And foul play is just good dark type coverage on any dark type mm-hmm. Pokemon. And quash is really fun because you can really mess with turn order. And that's really big in VGC. And like one of the beauties of this team is that it, it dabbles in a lot of different things, but doesn't commit fully to something. So you can, yeah, yeah, it might be playing as a trick room team for now, or it might be a sunny day team for now, but it's never just one thing. It's very versatile and it kind of skates along all those. Mm-hmm. Speaking of trick room mode. Before yeah. <laughs> I forget, we need to give credit to Phil Wesley, who is the creator of this team. He very graciously is letting us uh, have a rental code for it and the pokey paste for it. Uh, so the next member of this team is Dusclops. It is holding an Eviolite, of course. Uh, it has the ability Frisk. It has 252 HP EVs, 140 defense EVs, and 116 special defense EVs with a relaxed nature, zero attack, zero speed IVs. You're going to run Nightshade, Pain Split, Trick Room, and Haze. It, no real attacking move other than Nightshade, so you can just focus everything in your defenses and supporting your team. Mm-hmm. And up next, we have a Conkelder, which works great with Dusclops. It is holding a Life Orb with the ability Iron Fist, 252 HP EVs, 252 attack EVs, and four special defense EVs. A Brave Nature to optimize its Trick Room capabilities, running Drain Punch, Mock Punch, Detect, and Ice Punch for coverage. Why Ice Punch over, like, Thunder Punch? I like Thunder Punch better, but that, that could Jack-a-pole. just be me. I, I think Ice Punch just hits more things. Like, obviously, you can hit more water types with uh, I Thunder think Punch. I'm, but I'm more scared of, like, Melodic. There are a lot of dragons that you, that we see. But more. I guess yeah. I guess you're running Solar Beam on Charizard, and yeah. you're, you, have, you have Venusaur, so maybe you have enough coverage, and the ice would be nice for the Dragapult. I, guess I, can I don't, see this, I I don't see think it. the team has any other way to handle Dragapult other than... I guess yeah. I'll play Sableye is your other other option. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. That's what it is. Okay. Never mind. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then rounding out the team, we've got Venusaur carrying Wide Lens because he likes to abuse Sleep Powder a lot this generation. Mm-hmm. 252 special attack, 252 speed, modest nature. So he hits pretty hard. And he's, once he's got the sun up, he's faster than pretty much anything. So he doesn't really need to oh, have the so time nice. of nature. <laughs> so he's running, like I said, the sleep powder, because that way you can do a lot of turn one sleeping, uh, shutting some things down early on, uh, ruining Dynamax turns. It's He's very frustrating to work around. Sludge Bomb, General Stab, good poison. Leaf Storm, good damage output. And then Protect, because uh, it's a Protect-heavy team. And then rounding out the team is Gastrodon, who I, I'm, I, I don't see where the role for this gastron is but it seems like the team i think well, it's just so i think it's just like gastrodon good coverage wall put gastrodon <laughs> here yeah. yeah gastrodon we have a we have a six slot gastrodon good put gastrodon here yeah gastrodon um, doesn't so go in the, one hit yeah you want yeah. it there so gastrodon's running a pinch berry which is helpful uh storm drain great uh in case you're worried about some water stuff for charizard you just throw in gastrodon gastrodon eats all that water up and saves you 164 HP, 132 defense, 212 special defense, uh, running a sassy nature with zero speed because obviously if we're setting trick where we want our things going slow that are not going to be fast. Uh, scald for the burn, earth power for general stab and the special defense drops potentially, yawn to force things out, and then protect for substall. So uh, I like the team. Like I said, I, I, I think I'd come around to Gastron if I played around with it a little bit. I just don't think I've seen it in action enough, but... Oh, Gastrodon's fun. <laughs> I like the team. I like I like GMAX Charizard a lot. I, I and especially with Sableye, I think they're like a, they're a scary duo. I was trying one out with a 
an ally switch Sableye, and that was frustrating people because they would go after the Charizard, they hit the Sableye, <laughs> live, and then the Charizard would just smack things around. So I like I like Charizard a lot in this gen for the G Max available Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very versatile team. Uh, in the show notes, I believe we're going to have a rental code that you can use if you want to try it out yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is a first place winning team. So, you know, give it a shot. Definitely. Um, on that note, we're going to shift things over and we're going to go on over to the Pokemon of, or not the Pokemon, we're in that segment. We're going to go over <laughs> to the mailbag. So let's switch on over. It's mail time! Sending your emails. And welcome to the Pokemon of, or not the Pokemon, the mailbag. Wow, I'm just like stuck on that segment today. Uh, this segment is brought to you by Green Taurus, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. And in addition, this is the segment where you can send an email into us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com to let us know what your thoughts are on that topic of the week prior. Last week, we talked about the competition for VGC going online, and we asked you guys what you thought about that. We got some emails. You can also send us emails about literally anything. Tell us how much you love Pikachu. I don't know. Actually, don't. Don't send that one. But, like, send us, like, any Pokemon email you got. Uh, we do have a tri- uh, prompt this week, though. If you want to send an emails next week, you can send them into PokePodcast.gmail.com. And if you want to answer a question, the question to answer would be, uh, what evil team mem- evil team organization is your favorite, and do you think they were successful and we were wrong? Um, so go ahead, send those in to to PucklePodcast.gmail.com. Our first email today, though, is going to be from... I forget his name already. Coil, 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 builder. coil builder. Read it. Go ahead. Tell us more about Coil Builder. Okay. And what he uh, says. Yo, Puckle Peeps. Coil, build, coil Builder from Discord here. Just wanted to throw my opinion out to you guys. I've been playing VGC formats since Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, but I've never had the money or time to play the circuit at all. Now I'm here, years later, married and with four kids. There's practically no way I could ever be able to play in the circuit. I was hoping to go to a couple of events that happened to be reasonably close, but we all know how that turned out. I think this coming event is a great opportunity for people that have the skill, but maybe not the money or travel time to make a showing in the competitive scene, which is basically what we've been talking about. Um, yeah. And so that, that, I mean, that you're the person I'm most excited to see do well. <laughs> <laughs> I know I will be going hard in the international challenge in hopes of getting in on the players cup. And I would encourage anyone who has second thoughts about getting into competitive to take another look and give it a try. I think this is a good first sign of more of an online competitive scene in the months and years to come. Anyway, that's all I have for now. See you next week, guys. Coil Builder. That's exactly what I want to see people do. I want to be like, I can't go to these things, but now I can be good at Pokemon too. Exactly. I think there's a lot of really good players, as you said, that are out there that just Mm -hmm. don't have the resources. Exactly. You basically have to be like 23, like 18 Mm -hmm. to 25 is like your window of competitiveness. Yeah, and if absolutely. You active then, then you pretty much have no chance mm-hmm. before. But now we do. Yeah, I really. Li- well, I'm. I'm think it's just mostly like because right now it's a real big cost thing. Hmm. Um. So. Yeah, I got this next email from Bam. Hey, Puckle Crew, Bam here. I don't have a fancy Pokemon trainer name. Sorry about that. I just started <laughs> watching your podcasts. A couple. We love your name, Bam, especially when it's in all. <laughs> it's caps. fine. It's so simple, <laughs> and it's. Bam! An exclamation sure. to the enemy. Yeah. Bam! I'm going to pronounce it this way regardless of what he tells me. <laughs> Bam! Bam! 
I just started listening to your podcast a couple weeks ago and my job got transferred to a different hospital about an hour and a half away. I may be new, but I've been listening to two episodes a day while driving, so I am catching up fast. I am going to compete in the International Challenge this weekend. I have been playing underused on Smogon since Gen 6, but I am brand new to VGC. I like how one of the most important parts to being good in VGC is deciding what four Pokemon to bring each match. The team I have been using involves using a Choice Band Dracovish in Trick Room with a Hatterene that knows after you, but I am creating a new team for this challenge. I plan on bringing a Primarina with weakness policy and a Cantonian Dugtrio that knows Sludge Wave, if I want to activate it myself. The Dugtrio also knows Ally Switch to help keep help my Primarina avoid Electric-type moves. Since the format of the IC is best of one, I like to bring teams that people will not expect, because they won't have time to adjust. My Dugtrio has high horsepower and also a Reno Trap, so any Pokemon on the ground cannot switch, so I dare anyone to bring a Toxtricity against my Primarina. I really like how the Pokemon competitions will be online this year, because with work and graduate school, I would never be able to compete. If I do good this weekend, I might share my team on the Discord. If I don't do good, then just forget that you read this email. Keep up the good work. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I'm going to remember that I read this email regardless, because I'm proud of you, Bam. Bam! Bam! (laughs) After After every battle he wins, I want him just to say to himself, Bam! It's kind of like it's kind of like it's kind of like Shazam, but nothing happens, and right. it's less exciting. It's but it makes me feel good. If I if I were to say "bam" after everything I did like successfully, I think I would just feel happier as a person. You should just say your name anyway after everything. Just say like "thatch," <laughs> "thatch." <laughs> you gotta uh, have that. Sounds, confidence, it sounds dirty. Man. It sounds dirty, though. Um, all right, bam. On the other hand, sounds more fun to say. Uh, our our last email today is from Fairy King Unova. How do you do, Puckle Crew? Fairy King Nova here. Oh, it's Nova, not Unova anymore. <laughs> I apologized. Um, here with an interesting email. First, I've been working a lot since Target has been open the whole time during all this craziness, so I haven't been able to write you wonderful people. As for the prompt last week, I would love to compete, but I'm not that great at competitive Pokemon, so I won't be competing. Now for what I really want to talk about. A few episodes ago, Thatch mentions he wants to know what Game Freak will do with Unknown since Hidden Power is gone. Well, I have an idea. A Thatch idea. First, make Unknown the only mon to know Hidden Power. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. This isn't a new idea. This is already no, my idea. It's a Thatch idea. He said it. This is already they, my they idea. They did give credit. They did <laughs> Don't give brand credit my ideas for me, okay? These are my ideas. Your idea has been branded. It is too late to retract. Then we need to fix un- unknown. Its stats are bad, but it but can be fixed. No, it's fine. It's unknown. It's just a collectible. <laughs> By giving it a stat boost of roughly 50 to 100 could make it useful, I think. No, it wouldn't be useful. Stop. <laughs> You're just cutting your you're cutting yourself off from three moves out of twenty four. <laughs> Putting those stats in attack, special attack, and speed will help unknown become the Pokemon I want it to be. Next, we fix hidden power. No, oh god, this is a <laughs> don't brand this. I don't want to brand this as my idea. This anymore. is all your idea, Thatch. <laughs> next, we fix hidden power. I can already hear Thatch saying no to the next part. So hear me out. God, I haven't read this email at all <laughs> before this. <laughs> We get rid of dragon hidden power and make it fairy hidden power. Why? Because dragon is only super effective to dragon when ice and fairy can deal damage to other types. I think this will be a neat way to fix this Pokemon in the move. But what do I know? 
I'm curious to what you all think. Anywho, till next time, Fairy King Nova. <laughs> it's only it's made better by the fact that I was saying no, don't brand this when he said no. I can hear Thatch saying no to this. Mm. I I don't care about fixing hidden power. I think hidden power is fine, and I think uh, I, I think it's okay. Um, I I really just like uh, I don't know. I I. I, I I just want Unknown to be the only Pokemon that can learn Hidden Power, and then let me catch Unknown. I just want to be able yeah. to catch all the Pokemon again. That's all I want. Here's a crazy idea. What about po- uh, Unknown gets Hidden Power, but Hidden Power's type is determined by, say, a set piece in the game where you can switch that Hidden Power of that Pokemon? I don't care. I don't think... I honestly don't think Pokemon outside of Unknown should have Hidden Power anyway. Just make Hidden Power Psychic and be done with it. Psychic only for Unknown, and then it's gone forever. No yeah, I, I, I don't I, I'm perfectly OK with the retcon of Pokemon taking away hidden power. I'm 100 percent OK with that because yeah. I think I think it, um, it made things really stupid and competitive. Um, one of the most notable examples was in Generation 7. Landorus Therian was the best counter to Landorus Therian <laughs> HP ice. with hidden power ice like that was a thing. And it just get, it just gave like infinite coverage to Pokemon who didn't need it, and I think a lot of the Pokemon yeah. that did need that extra coverage ended up getting something to to cover that. Like, um, I I think one of the examples I can think of is Sylveon. Sylveon got access in because it used to run Hidden Power Fire. It's got access to Mystical Fire now. Yeah. So I I think that's a much better. I I'd much rather have Mystical Fire on 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 Sylveon than Hidden Power Fire anyway. Mm-hmm. And I I think things like that. Or what should be done just because I think it's stupid to just be like, hey, you can have any coverage you want, special attacker. <laughs> and I, I honestly do. I think that I think that really hurts the game. <laughs> or it doesn't need to be a special attacker. It just needs to be a Landorus. But just enough yeah. stats to kill another Landorus. I, I think that I think removing Hidden Power Ice is going to it can go either very good or very badly when Landorus comes back. We'll find out. We'll find out. Yes. Uh, so yes, on that note though, we're going to go ahead and, uh, and I guess end the show here. Thank you for everybody who sent out emails. I, I really appreciate all of you uh, for doing that. If you want to send an email next week, puckle podcast, gmail.com, let us know, uh, what evil team was your favorite and why. Uh, and then if you want to keep up with us throughout the week, so many ways to do that. So many first come to discord. That's the best way to do it. Yes. Uh, but if you can't come to discord and you want to watch Thatch talk about bowling on Twitter, you can do that by following us on Twitter. Actually, well, if you follow the Puckle account, you won't see Thatch's random bowling tweets. But um, <laughs> somebody somebody said something about a bowling ball the other day, and like I was telling them how they were wrong. You just went off. Yeah. Uh, so I, Thatch is really into bowling. Um, <laughs> fun fact. And then the uh, so we've got we've got the bowling we've we've got Twitter we've got the Facebook we've got the Instagram. We've got uh, a YouTube channel that we've been doing a really cool series on, and it's very exciting. I think P. McKee's actually on this week's episodes. Oh, so yeah, it's going to be very exciting. Um, it was a good time. We got to we were doing a fire red nuzlocke together as a group. It's it's really fun. It's like little mini podcasts for years. So if you haven't already, go over to youtubecom podcast and watch those. We're trying to get enough watch hours so we can get repartnered and we can start putting ads on those and like make a little extra side income from YouTube as well. Um, so anything you guys go watch over there, we're actually really close. We're less than 500 watch hours away from being able to get repartnered, which is actually really, really close. Nice. Yeah. So please go over there, watch it. We, we would really like to see what you guys think. And if you guys like that type of content, we can kind of keep working on things like that. Uh, on that note, then 
let's see uh what are the other things well we also stream on twitch at twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast um if you want to help support the show monetarily you can do so over on twitch by using your twitch prime subscription you could also go to t public and buy a shirt over there or you can go to vite ramen and use code puckle at checkout <laughs> for 10 percent off and get some yummy yummy nudes nudes n-o-o-d-s <laughs> you dirty smelling. dirty oh, people like noodles yeah okay like noodles i was, I was yes. very confused <laughs> uh they're one of their little slogans that they have is send your nudes oh uh, send nudes or whatever but spelled like noodles yeah that's it's a cute. hip and happening slogan yeah uh and then the best way to the best way to support the show is to uh go to patreon.com slash puckle podcast and you could try to get some uh pokemon distributions use the bot breeder bot to get whatever pokemon you want and whatnot so please uh please use those um if you want to, uh, and we probably will do another one of those community days for the breeder bot anyway, but we will have more information on that. Maybe next week, maybe if that's just nice. Uh, so on that note, guys, we are going to kick it on. We're going to end the show here. I have been trainer thatch. I've been Zkron and I have been Pinagy. and here in the lavender town radio tower. It's closing time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.